Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thank you very much for tuning into episode 2.01 of The Ball Bags podcast. As always... I'm jubilant to be joined by the talents of the coach and the bottom feeder athlete. How are we, gents? Happy New Year. New, uh, new season saying bullshit me. <laughs> Happy New Year or still here? I'm not sure which. Oh, okay. Were you um... hoping to do the lottery the other night and we'd never have to do a podcast again? I was going to split between three of us and just said. Uh... I was going to take the money and run. Um... That's the difference between me and you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> So we've a lot to get through today, I suppose. Some old staples return from season one. First up, we'll have the player of the week in partnership with The Athletic. Just a subtle reminder to make 2022 the year you take your understanding of the game to the next level. Click the link in the podcast description for one month's free access to The Athletic. Next up, we've got the main segment, Agree to Disagree. We're going around the houses this week. I'll personally take a deep dive into some of the more recent trades and transfers, but from a slightly different angle. The bottom feeder athlete will have a look at the fallout from Super Wild Card Weekend. And the coach, we're not exactly sure, I suppose, what the coach is going to do, but I'm sure it'll be special anyway, so make sure you stay tuned. And finally, we close out the proceedings with this week's Have You Seen This in partnership with USASports.co.uk. Again, link in the bio. Heads up, Cowboys fans, after Sunday, I would say Dak Prescott jerseys are going to half price. So without much further ado, bottom feeder athlete, just who was your player of the week? And why? Uh, and it's always going to come back to this, isn't it? But it was definitely Josh Allen in the Bills' rampant win on the weekend. That looked like a lot of pent-up aggression, like abuse of divisions that New England have ruled for the last how long? Yeah, yeah. Um, but five touchdowns. And look, he he looked different the other night. I think like he looked like he was. A, Elevating a little bit more, uh, but the the thing with Dak is, or not Dak, the thing with Josh is, <laughs> um, he's a real opportunity you now to try and to really get after Mahomes next weekend. So that's obviously the I think that's the game next weekend that everyone would want to be tuning into. So he'll either get it done now, but uh, for this week I thought he was I thought he was immense. Yeah, so he's my vote. Okay. Coach? Bill, Bill's Mafia. Um, I am going with Jared Bowen. Um, I think, I, I suppose we've obviously been off air, you know, over Christmas or whatever. I think he's had a great Christmas, um, great winter break, or great winter schedule. And then the last two weekends, I know they obviously lost to Leeds the weekend just gone, but he did play a good game. Um, Jack Harrison, well. obviously, very unfortunate to miss out on this one uh, for me. Um, but yeah, Jarbone did score against Leeds and then he scored two the previous week. He's actually got four and three now. Obviously, he's been linked to a couple of clubs um, heavily with Liverpool. Don't know if it's the right fit. I, I like him, obviously, a Liverpool fan and I think he's a great player. I'm just not 100% sure if it's the right fit at this moment in particular time. Um, but yeah, I think he's been phenomenal for, for West Ham. Like You take him out, they, they probably lose a few points with him on the side. Um, he's really picked up the slack when Antonio hasn't been scoring, I think. Um but yeah, he seems like a proper engine. He kind of that quite similar, I think, to John McGinn. Possibly, I, ju- I just don't know where he fits. I don't know what his next move is. 
And if, some if people there is said the next me, move. Like, if there is, yeah, like some people said to me West Ham is probably his ceiling. But, uh, but I think he could probably push on again. I just don't know where. Like I don't see him in a Liverpool shirt. I don't see him in a City shirt. Probably see him in a United shirt. He's that player that will get around everywhere. I think he'd be a great addition. Um, Careful. Arsenal, I could probably see him at as well. Um, I don't see him going abroad. But yeah, I, I just West Ham's a funny situation, aren't they? Because they're not quite a Champions League club, and they're not in a, a bottom half of the table. You could see him at Spurs. Spurs, I could see him at yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which would would roil the West Ham fans out there? Yeah, or he, but one thing's for sure, he'll be on the next. The only way is Essex or something, won't he? So <laughs> I don't know, embarrassing now to be honest. Just why I can't. Um, for me, and look, I'm gonna get impaled on this, but for me, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. And the reason is not a phenomenal sporting performance. But I just feel based on the situation that man has been in this year in San Francisco and how he's reacted. He's shown not just the NFL, but the sports world like an absolute masterclass in how to behave as a professional athlete. Like it's obvious that his time in San Francisco is over after the final snap this season. I'd argue but against he's that not. Final, so. Okay. Uh, how would you argue against it? I just I don't think Trey Lance is going to be ready to do a full slate of games next year. I think he's one more year there. Potentially, but I mean, the narrative all season has been, where does Jimmy go next season? And he's handled that with absolute class. Bear in mind what would have gone on previously when he was in New England. And the head coach wanted him as the replacement, but the owner didn't. Yeah. So he's shown exactly how he treated it. I think when Trey Lance's first touchdown, he actually was quite like adamant and like hugging him and stuff like that. And he's, his press conferences have always been brilliant. So I just think, compare him to uh, the sound bites we get in the Premier League of rehearsed lines and stuff like that. I just think he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. So he deserved the playoff win. And I probably needed the Cowboys to lose that after the Eagles game. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> so... If you had to pick one, gents, who is it and why? Um, I probably have to say Josh Allen, and I also feel like he will probably. Um, I think it's going to be a great game this weekend. I don't want to say it too much, but I I do think it will be a great game, and I think uh, yeah, you know, you know where my feeling is. Yeah, yeah, no, I I probably I probably give it to Josh as well. I'm happy to pass it to Josh. No, I just just thought Jimmy deserved a mention. That's all. Anyway. So the main segment, gents, agree to disagree. Um, we're recording this. We were kind of late back in the saddle after the New Year. So this episode is going to air on the 19th of January. With that in mind, it would mean it's precisely 23 days until the NBA trade trade deadline, 10th of Feb, and 13 days until the transfer deadline in association football on the end of the month, 31st. With all this in mind, it got me thinking, should we as fans impose a minimum time period before reacting to a trade or a transfer and i've bought a few kind of busts that at the beginning of the trade they were kind of labeled in the media as wins for the respective sides so one's after half a season one's a full season and then the last is multiple seasons just to get the cogs turned and then i'll come back to you with a question at the end so the first one for me is danny ings signed for villa last summer 35.2 million and everyone, us included, said that's brilliant business by Villa. It was very quiet. A half season in, he's played 15 games, 13 starts, and he's provided four goals. It's a scoring frequency of a goal every 278 minutes. 
His two seasons post signing at Southampton, not including the no, the loan spell, 2019-2020, 28 games, 22 goals, or goal every 128 minutes. And then 2020-2021 season, 29 games, 12 goals, or a goal every 182 minutes. All for 22.2 million. Currently, Southampton obviously are one place and one point above Villa. That can change, obviously, I understand, with Gerrard now in place. So six months in, to me, that's not the deal it was in the summer when it was done. Second one, very, very biased, but I'm gonna, I have to throw it out there. A season in, Carson Wentz, seen by many as the piece to take the Colts over the precipice, given the immense talent on that roster. And owing to the fact that he accounted for 33.82 million of the Eagles salary cap this past season. The Eagles were lambasted. Fast forward a full regular season. Carson Wentz took a team from 11-5 and in the playoffs to 9-8 and and out of the playoffs. Obviously we all know after that loss to the worst team in the league on week 18. In stark contrast, and I'm sure you're going to nail him pretty soon, bottom feeder athlete, but Jalen Hurts took a limited side from 4-11 and and the bottom of the NFC East of all places to a 9-8 finish and a playoff berth. To me right now, $33.82 million in dead cap space was a bargain. And the final one, I could have gone for maybe this summer's blockbuster trade, but Anthony Davis, the Lakers, in advance of the 2019-2020 season, he was targeted as being the face of the organisation when LeBron left. And it just isn't going to pan out that way. Statistically speaking, 2019-2020 season, he played 62 games, averaged 26.1 points, 9.3 rebounds and 3.2 assists as they sealed the title in the Orlando bubble. Second season, 2020-21 season, he played 36 times, averaged 21.8 points, 7.8 rebounds and 3.1 assists. And this season, and we do have a decent sample size at this stage of the season, he's played just 27 times, averaging 23.3 points, 9.9 rebounds and 2.9 assists. So the numbers are fairly consistent across the three seasons. The issue with Davis is we know what we're going to get from him on the floor. We just don't know when we'll see him on the floor. A dominant big, he is not. So with those three in mind, I have two questions. First one, what is the minimum amount of time we should give a transfer a trade before labelling it as a bust or a blockbuster? 18th of season. One full season. One full season. Yeah, so just because obviously you have the January window as well. So I think like if you bring someone in in January, like judging them in May is not, do you know what I mean? It's not great. You give them till, I'd probably give them the full following season in that case. Otherwise, August to the full calendar year then. So I think a full, full season, yeah. Coach? It's a really funny one because if if <clears throat> if you look at someone like Coutinho, um, like he's been put in a position not his own doing. He's not a flop because of himself. Like even if you look at say Fred at United, probably is a better example. Since he's come in from the position he played, he hasn't played there once for United. Um, so to put a time frame on it, it's like. Is that is that like United looking at him going well? Oh, he's definitely not a ten slash striker because of something they've seen in training, and all of a sudden he doesn't control his own narrative anymore. 
So I think it's a player who controls all narrative. Let's take Danny Ings, for example. He's never really been played out of position. He's mm. like, he's always, so I suppose you could call him, you could call time on him after six months. But if you're there, like if he was there for three years, but was played left back, go, can you call him a flop or can you call him a dud or whatever? You can't really like, so well, that's why I feel like the whole of media and sports and United fans are harsh on Phil Coutinho at the moment because he probably wasn't given his fair dues at Barcelona. He was made a scapegoat. Um, so I think if you're in your role, six months is probably enough time. Okay, and are we saying it's situation by situation, but it definitely shouldn't be the day of the signing? <laughs> no, it definitely shouldn't be the day of the signing. Yeah. No. Ings, I think, is going to get a lot more goals now as well, though, really, isn't he? Like, with Dinya as Who? well. Ings, like, I think Ings is going to have... Like I think Ollie Watkins is a better striker and a better option mm. for Villa. I agree, but I think I think Ollie Watkins is one of those players that I do see at a at a you know at a a northern club uh, in the near future. Very specific northern club, is that? Very. No, no, I don't Sunderland. think so. Just see, I see, yeah, I see him making his way north um, to one of probably four clubs. Either it's one of the Manchester clubs, Liverpool, or Newcastle, because. Fuck off! He's not good enough to play for either United or City. Oh, I think he he's is. Not. Sorry, I think he, he is. Fuck off, either. But fuck off with that. <laughs> I think if you look at Liverpool, Liverpool are lacking a plan B at the moment. It looks like Origi will be out the door, and I think they need a plan you've, B. Or he's probably said that anyways. every season for the last three seasons. Though I know he's we, a We've never come up he with. He always it. gets good pay packages so, there, doesn't he? Love to see he's a Liverpool energy. legend and a killer. Just you. when you think he's gone, he'll bang in a goal that means so so much. Yeah. <laughs> he, but um, you hate that he's a Liverpool legend, don't you? <laughs> uh, Saturday night. No, um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my second question was, I suppose I've listed three at this moment in time are busts. But if you had to pick a recent trade or transfer, I'd say anything in the last two years that you believe will come right. Who Ooh. is it and why? And they could right now be a bust. Phil Coutinho, I have to stick to my guns there. But I don't know. Is like I have this thing that he he's gonna unbelievably perform at Villa and go back to Barca and be a star, or still be made out to be the scapegoat to so be a star in the Premier League at someone else. But I think I think he was given a raw deal. But yeah, Coutinho for me is gonna come come good again. Uh, I would like to think that. Sancho will eventually this is this like it's kind of I think Sancho will be fine in in the long term definitely yeah I I, I know there's a few people saying like it looks like a waste of money already but I think he'll be fine can, can I actually yeah, ask you a question about yeah. Peter on on Harry Maguire like is that how long has he been there now four years this season Would it be? four, I think, yeah. So, has he, as a United fan, is he a bust or like oh, is it someone yeah. that you need to keep? Like that's appalling, carry on. But like, but I mean, is that? Would you say it's it's like, is it nine out of ten United fans who want rid of him? Is it ten out of ten? Is it like you look at Harry right and you you just look look that man in his eyes and you can clearly see like that he's just he's not he's incompetent. Like he's always been incompetent. <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> It's not his fault. He's incompetent. That's just the way he was putting this out. Well, and it was my argument. He was my argument's fault to pay the eighty million for him. No, I'm not done. My argument, 
my argument right go on that's how you like, let you go fuck that it, it, he is a bust but it's not his fault he was a bust it's it's the club's fault 80 million for Harry are you f- like seriously like how would you like how like of course I'd take that money and be like yeah I'm a good centre back I could play centre back for United no bother you get found out game after game you're a fraud like whose fault is it really it's not his yeah he was an open headed type of player wasn't he he played in that back so by, three with by, Leicester though like they were able to cover him yeah, up a bit better but, yeah but a back three is played when you can't defend <laughs> that's a fact yeah that's exactly and, whoa 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 it's yeah. when you're good at attacking lads come on yeah but you can't defend when your wing backs like, can't defend then either is it <laughs> let me let me let me throw you this out to you right so if if Harry Maguire and by extension you could basically just said he was a bust from a signing perspective as in he like it shows a complete understanding of Harry Maguire's game by United the way they've bought him and where they've played him and made him captain but they went for a big name does that show a lack of understanding in the United on upper management of what football is and second part can you really label him a bust when all he's done is play the same football he's played elsewhere when he arrived it, it's the lack of it, it just the, the right football people weren't there at the time to make that decision you think it's fair if the right football people were there Johnny Evans would be in a Man United shirt again again yeah just <sighs> like the, it, they, they didn't have the right people there he plays the same like he's just a panic machine like do you ever see a boy again bound into the corner there in a, in a Sunday league match and he's fretting that's like him on TV like <laughs> you can't you can't make it up like it's shocking um, but look I, I don't think it's his fault I'm probably being a bit hard on him I probably shouldn't have called him incompetent either I'm sure he's competent in many areas of his life just not a football pitch Head bit, head Heading. one Greek policeman. Um, oh well, look if we're, if we're going to be biased um, on our bus calls, which why didn't I say Aaron Ramsdale? Given the the narrative about him when he signed for us, um, but look, why don't we stick a pin in that one and I'll hand you over to the bottom feet of athletes who's going to talk us through Super Wildcard weekend? Did you yeah? Uh, did you watch any of the Wildcard games? Did you watch the Wildcard games? Only highlights for me, buddy. Yeah. So, obviously, there's going to be a bit of fallout from the Patriots, the Eagles, the Cowboys. And you know what? If we recorded a day later, I'd 100% be hammering Arizona now as well. But just on Arizona, I think like they're a year away from really being criticised. Like They clearly have the right man at quarterback. I think it could be just a head coach issue there. But, again... Like they've fallen off the cliff the last two seasons, like I, at the I, tail end of the year. A, a stronger finish, like a stronger finish this year for Arizona, and they're not getting trampled by the Rams. There, I didn't think that game would be I, that far off I, the pace. Now, Kyler Murray was woeful last he night. He was awful. So I don't know if you can say that's on coaching. He couldn't hit DeAndre Hopkins, who is one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. Is it Kingsbury's responsibility to make sure that they're prepared for the first playoff game and just looked fucking lost? Well, you, you can get players as prepared as you want, but sometimes people freeze in the moment. Yeah. So the first Slayton, and it's probably the least damaging Slayton, is actually your lovely Eagles team. Come on. 
Hit me up. So, they have three first round picks this year. They are all in the mid, uh, the mid teens. And there's talk, obviously, about the Eagles wanting to change their quarterback from Hurts to somebody else. And Hurts could be viewed as a trade ship in this as well. But, so I'm going to ask you just real quickly, like, who's the quarterback you want? Well, it's no one from the draft class. No, but who, who, is, no. who is the quarterback? Just give me, give me the one you want. Tell me the, tell me the dream one that you want. Um, right now, mm. for the next five years, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Absolutely. If you'd said to Sean, I would have said, there's no way that those mid-teen picks were going to do the trade justice there now, on that day he was going to there, barring the legal trouble that he's already in as well. Which is, is gathering speed. Gathering speed. Over the, I don't know if you've seen over the weekend, there's been emails leaked of him attempting to pay off three to four I think of his the witnesses so Ooh. it's never it's never a good sign when that's uh, yeah I think you have to put the pin in Deshaun for the foreseeable future anyways no matter how talented mm. he is um, the Wilson trade I think with the mid-team picks and probably Hurts going back as well is enough to get him yeah it's a, it's a franchise that needs to blow themselves yeah. up um, now have like we, the top 10 like top 10 picks would make more of a difference here Three mid-team picks on Hertz, I think it would go. They've also 30 million in cap space, projected to have a bit more if they can cut a few more players. Um, mm. So look, they are in the least kind of bad spot. But if you watch Hertz on the weekend, like can't make throws over the middle of the field. He's a player that does a few bits, as we like to say. He does bits. He's a spot I would say starter. the same thing. He's a spot I'd starter. say the same thing about Mac Jones as I would say about Jalen Hart. I get it, they're both young. It's both their it I know Jen Hart played a little bit last season, but it's both men's first full season. But the ceiling did not look too high over the weekend. I say that for Mac Jones and I say that for I yeah, for Hurts. Say for both. I th- but like I think Hurts sorry to go across there is is what we kind of knew he was and we kind of it's a very untalented roster and you've got to bear in mind how big we went on Wentz and how that blew back in our face for a year removed from that that whole fiasco we lost Doug Peterson we lost Carson Wentz like to get what we got out of the season was brilliant yeah like I don't want to be hammering a fella like Hurts as well when he's clearly you know he's like he's probably at a ceiling now but I want to know if they decide to just to roll it out now next year with Hurts dump the three first round picks into weapons for him say is the ceiling a little bit more and you give him one more year of development and then if it doesn't work he's got to go you're probably sitting in the top 10 of the draft that year and you might be able to get a quarterback then and you've already got the infrastructure around him then I would, and I'll tell you why. Our, I know he's been injured a bit, but our number one running back at present is Miles Sanders. He's due an extension at the end of the summer. I don't think he's worth it. I think he's underrated. I think he's in that Chris Carson, David Montgomery class that he's he's a good running back, but he's not worth tying up money. 
a mid-teens pick to me is a is a good running back. It's a bell cow now. In yeah, first, yeah, an absolute an absolute bell cow on a low contract. Potentially need to cut Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, JJ Ortega, Whiteside. The assure up the O line. Jason Kelsey is like maybe you can go in the second round and go for a project because you will get another season out of Jason Kelsey, but his time is limited. Um, you can also look a free that, agency with the cash for veteran. For, veteran and, and if you go for if you go for a quarterback, you lose that cap space. Like Jalen Hurts is still on his rookie contract, and we've another season of that. So I'd run him to the ground and see how we go with talent, if that makes sense. Like I'd rather be in, say, a Denver situation right now. Yeah, but the name in is which, pulling Aaron Rodgers there, really, isn't it? Like, do you want to be a Broncos quarterback like John Elway and Peyton Manning? Like, I actually think that holds a lot of weight. No, but it, as in, I mean, the Broncos, that roster is stacked. Very it's good. Just sans, it's just sans a quarterback. Yeah. And they were competitive in, arguably, the toughest division in the NFL. It just, well. if Rodgers goes there, it's totally, it's fucking gift, different ball game that division next year again. If he goes, Herbert will never play a playoff game in his life. Uh, right, yeah. Now, on to... Uh, so, look, the Eagles are in a bit of a pickle, but they have a lot of solutions to get mm. out of it. So, unfortunately, I don't think the evil empire uh, can can be said of the same. Um, Rumour has it, Matt Jones hasn't been seen alive since Bill probably killed him. Uh, totally going to... Did you see Bill's press conference after the... What's the, what's the cap space on a dead quarterback? A probably Carson Wentz money. Yeah, he's probably. essentially dead. So that's yeah. kind of just do the yeah. comparison. Fair. Um, Fair. If you'd seen the press conference with Bill after that smattering, that uh, was awful. Um, about ten words, and that was that. But the Patriots look very slow. Um, defense is very uncharacteristic for Belichick led defense. Um. I don't know. So, like, they've their their first round pick, which is obviously going to be in the mid to late, mid to late this round, the first round, and I don't think they're going to make, get a different difference maker there to help Mac out. Um, Plus, Belichick has proven he can't draft skill position. No, and they threw a lot of money at the position, like skill positions last year, like Hunter Henry. Um, but I don't think. Like they've, they've but Hunter Henry was good in the regular season. Like I think he, he earned his contract. They've, look, they've roughly the same amount of space. The Eagles sitting kind of thirty million. It's obviously subject to change. But Cam Newton's one point five million, and they have you know projected the cuts as well. You could see where that ends up. But does does Bill make a play at Jimmy G? No, I wouldn't think so. Do you, like? Do you think like I'm not? I don't want to dog Garoppolo. Like Garoppolo is. A, very steady quarterback he's obviously made a run at the Super Bowl already and you know there's no reason why they couldn't make another run now how much of an upgrade is Jimmy over Mac next year a full off season for Jones the the question is what does like Belichick obviously rated Garoppolo highly yeah I think I think I think it's drastic I think the changes in New England are going to be drastic I think he blows it all up any of those players that are still remaining from the Super Bowl I think are gone. Who's left? 
the five, and that's about it. Mm. Like, the thief is too slow. It is too slow. They need speed at linebacker, big time. Um, obviously, Matthew Judon was a resounding success, but they yeah. don't they don't have enough. So, um, yeah. I, I To be honest, I would have thought he was going to walk away from it. Uh, but I think, look, one He's more... 70. One more drastic rebuild, retool, one season, and that's it. I think, and it'll all yeah. it'll all depend on Jones in season two. Fair, okay. And the last one is uh, the Cowboys, which is the most embarrassing loss in the wildcard round. Oh, fucking appalling! Uh, McCarthy should be gone. Um, he won't be. Prescott does need a fair share of criticism. Uh, I know he was injured for parts of the year, but he's been way too up and down. Um, and I think we give him a bit of a pass because he, you know, he smashed the ankle up last year, and everyone kind of loves him. I think he's actually due for a bit more of a for a smattering now. Like I think, well, he has. They, he's, they couldn't, he's so they couldn't get the run game going. They couldn't get the run game going. Lots of teams can't get the run game going, and and they're. Fucking Aaron all over the yard this year. Like, do you know, where's the Rams yeah. run yeah. game this year? That was good last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. <laughs> so look, Dallas have one pick as well in the first round. Um, their cap space is actually fucked. Um, so they're going to be relying on the draft, and they need safeties. They also need someone to put beside Parsons, and they need big linemen. Um, I don't, don't. I don't want to like lean in on the Cowboys because it's on bias. Lean in. Not only can Mike McCarthy not clock manage, he can't coach, he can't call plays. Dak Prescott hasn't got the wherewithal. How many seasons in to say a quarterback draw with no timeouts and fourteen seconds remaining needs to be audible? I think he knows McCarthy's shite as well. Just for the record. So did he hang him out? Did right? Did he did he blow a playoff game tag? No, he didn't. He, like regardless of who your coach is, you want to win that game. You're the only division winner who lost in Wildcard Weekend. And none of us for were good surprised. reason. Not one of us were surprised. No one was surprised. <laughs> it's easier to predict a Cowboys collapse than it is to predict an Antonio Brown outburst. And that's saying something. Yeah, I, I just, I kind of want heads, like they have too much in the skill positions especially to be doing that shit in a game against Joint 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 25th in playoff wins in the last quarter of a century. That list. Joint 25th. That list was, uh, the Chargers weren't able to three spots above that, so I won't comment on that piece, but like, I, I don't know, like... <laughs> Give me one one coach in your head right now who turned that around in one season. If they get rid of McCarthy, uh, and I think they should, I think he has to go. Flores. One. I would say there's a few coaches that could turn it around. Flores and keep Kellamore. Because Kellamore is going to get, I I think it's only a matter of time now before he gets an interview for a head gig as well. Yeah, yeah, but would you be interviewing Kellamore based on that? QB draw? 
But look, they all get one, don't they? Like some, some mm, degree, like some very yeah, undeserving look, I, candidates get it. We were talking about that earlier. You know what I mean? I give I give Dougie B a call for the Cowboys job. Yeah, he turned the Eagles around fairly quick. He turned them back around, but he, it was, he, it he was, turned them. It was maintaining it then afterwards. Yeah, that was his issue, and writing books after one Super Bowl win. Um, and having yeah. Wentz in the roster probably didn't help at that stage either. Well, the season we won a Super Bowl, Wentz was an MVP candidate before he did his ACL. Don't at me, because he was. He probably would have won it. Yeah. Anyway, I think poor coach has fallen asleep. Yeah. He's out of touch. <laughs> Is he alive? <laughs> I'm busy playing yeah. footy with himself for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, boy. What's up? Not a lot. What's the special cool. treat you have for us tonight? So, yeah, look, um, I suppose we've all probably seen um, over the last 24, 48 hours links of, I suppose, Christian Eriksen possibly signing for Brentford on a six-month deal with an option on his side of an extra one year, um, which would be an incredible, I suppose, turnaround for him and, and what he's he's come from. Obviously, we all remember the fortunate or unfortunate event, whichever way you want to look at it, of him suffering a cardiac arrest during uh, Denmark's European Championship game against Finland in Copenhagen last June. But um, obviously medics were on, on the scene and managed to resuscitate him, which was thankfully um, before he was transferred to hospital. But I suppose he, he underwent um, an operation to have an implantable cardioverter defibrillator. Okay. And when he returned to Inter Milan... A what? A cardioverter defibrillator, an ICD for your mate. One more time there. Um, an implantable cardioverter defibrillator. Um, so Ericsson now has this fitted inside his chest, obviously. Um, but while his contract with Inter Milan, I suppose, remained, the Italian FA do not allow for this for a player with this to play in the league. So uh, I suppose his contract was terminated on on that behalf of both of them. Um, so he, he obviously can't play in Italy anywhere. Um, <clears throat> with that in mind, obviously there's a few English clubs or a few English clubs have been kind of sniffing around him. Um, I know he had been training with Odense in, in Denmark in his home, I think it's probably his home club or close enough to his home club. But yeah, he, he's worked under Thomas Frank with Denmark 17s um, for about, or underage setup for four or five years. So I want to know, number one, if you were in his shoes is it something that you would want to go back and do and number two if you were and this may sound um harsh maybe might be the word if you were a brentford either board member or fan would you like to see christian erickson playing for your club is that something you'd want if it would be with your own respective clubs united or arsenal is it like is it the right decision i suppose well, if he's medically clear, well, so let's, let's take the first one first. Cleared, I'm like, I'm not going to begrudge a fella if he wants to. Like, that's his choice, and if he if he's clearance to play, I like let him play. And would he, you play? Would I? Well, he wants to play. Well, I'm not getting paid. No, yeah, would you play? The week, like, I guarantee, you if I was, I'd be playing. Yeah, but do you not think right? You're 29 years of age. You've got your money made. Like you've enough to live but off. We don't have enough. I know money. we do Never things know. for. The... Like there's always more. Like I don't mean to sound hungry about it, but like. That's, when An implanted cardiovascular ligologram sounds expensive. More money. Yeah. Like fucking, you're talking generational wealth here. 
But if you're doing it for money, I, I would. If it was me and you're doing it for money, I don't think it's the right decision to go in for. It. If you're doing it for your passion, then look, that's your that's going to be your day to day to get you by. As in, did anyone ask you know what to keep you out of depression or well, not yet, no. <laughs> like, do you know what? I mean? Like, everyone is like, "Oh, Christian should quit. It should stop." I mean, like, it's hard to tell lads that are ingrained in football like that. Like, that enough is enough. Do you know? Like, that's my my assumption. My assumption would be that Italian doctors, given the laws of the Italian FA, are probably saying, "Look, you probably shouldn't go back and play." And because you're out in England, the English doctors are probably saying, "Yeah, you, you'd be all right." I'm... That would be my assumption, just given. The league standings. Like if he's cleared and he, and he wants to play, and by God, like, have you seen our midfield? I'd take him, no bother, on a flyer. <laughs> just saying, not giving him a hundred grand a week, but like twenty-five. Come on, let's go. Well, couple of things is a play. Like some leagues that have some pretty bizarre rules. Like I don't know much about heart health or anything like that, but like take a rugby example. Look at Ian Keatley. Couldn't play rugby in Ireland mm. because of his goggles. Mm. He could play in Italy, could, no bother though. Could play in Italy and could get capped for Italy. Just couldn't play against Ireland. Like, and I'm not comparing a pair of goggles to, I know, goggles is obviously them playing as well, to what Christian Eriksen went through, but he has obviously been de- passed fit to play by a specialist. It's not his mom who's saying, I go on, Christian, go play. And if he's going to sign for a club, they're going to put him through potentially the most rigorous medical ever in football in history because they can't not they're too liable can you imagine a player dropping in a Premier League after football this. after what happened last summer the same player happened again like there's no coming back from that in terms of credibility and look Brentford as well have a huge Danish connection it'd be funny actually to see you'd assume if it does go ahead the Brentford insurance premium is going up isn't it it's rocketing up he definitely won't play all the games either in fairness like you can see a, a, like, I could definitely see him coming back but on the caveat that like you're capped at say 20 games per season or they, or they put him on a Ledley King tr- contract yeah but that would that would see him back at Tottenham I, I don't see why Tottenham wouldn't take him back if that was the case like so like let, let's be honest Tottenham is an entertainment team now it's not they're not there for championships they're not there for Who's, en- are pre- who, who's entertained me? Well, it, it's, who's, it's for who's entertained? In London. <laughs> no it's for the people in London, though, isn't it? That, you know, ah, let's. Fair let's enough if you said that, but Leeds, it's probably. But, well, yeah. It's just like Prance Andridge Brigade like, type job. Is that what you're saying, Tottenham is? Not there? even. No, I think it's more of a, a tourist attraction. Fuck, jeez, you've gone like, on. You, you want to see, see a soccer game in London? So you go to. Spurs. Yeah. That's, for me, that's what it is. It's like. The tourists don't go to Manchester because if they did, it'd be Man City, but they don't. So that's why they've got this ground and they've they just got, got the, the NFL. Like and they've... But anyways, look, digress. <laughs> Is um... this the cope? Is this the cope stand? <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rumor you get COPD if you sit here. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, you said yeah. Look, I suppose if you were in his shoes, would you do it? Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what my passions were. Yeah. Yeah. That and, and that and the amount of money, look. I, I'd go into the punditry. You can't be. It can't be any worse than Robbie Keane. Listen to Robbie Keane on a fucking Sunday. <laughs> but like, he's obviously consulted with his wife. He's obviously consulted with his medical team. Like, he obviously, it's it's an educated decision. He hasn't just woke up and goes, do you know what? I'm feeling Put it. Me, I'm feeling it. Do you know what I want to do? I want to lob balls into Ivan Tony. I'm going to get that fella back. Back in form. Sign me he up. Would, he, 
if if you did get a eighty five seventy five percent fit Ericsson at Brentford, I think it's a massive. It'd be a massive coup. Very interesting mm. to watch how they'd play with him, wouldn't it? That'd be fun. I'd actually think it'd be enticing. He also brings in a wealth of experience too, as well. So he like, in terms of like big club exposure, well, he'd be the best. Not a lot of those players have ca- ever, like, oh, to date, to date, yeah. Mm. I don't know, Jonathan Douglas or, um, there's a few there, like, there's a few big names there. <laughs> He just paused totally and then he name. was like, well, maybe I don't want to smoke it as well. I might just let this one Yeah, <laughs> there, there are a few big names if you played football manager for Kofi's and Nights of Hours. Other than that, they're not what you call household names. But yeah. I just think culturally he could be great because he'd bring the experience of an Inter Milan. He'd bring the experience of, do you know what I mean? All these big clubs are in Europe. So, yeah. If I'm Brentford and I believe it's right and we've done our homework, then yes, I'd sign him. Like, it's not as if they're asking to come play five-a-side with Jimmy and the lads and there's that amount of preparation going into it. Like, it's professional yeah, organisations like that are intelligent. It'll be very interesting to see. Do you see it happening? There's no smoke without fire, as no they say, I suppose. Fire. They're probably investigating it. They're probably in the middle of doing their homework to see if this is... It'll be a last I'm day assuming if, I think, though, won't it? Like, they'll well, give it the whole month. They'll write that out for the whole well, month. Hold on a minute. He's no contract. Yeah, he can just sign. He can just sign whenever. I know, but when I say that, as in, like, they're going to take time, like, the full month to make that decision. I can't see them doing that, like, with 10 days left in the window, just in case. In case someone else does. But, like, everyone else in the same situation. The thing for me with Brentford is, obviously, he has, if you were to go to Brentford, any player, you do have that luxury of 23's football, which is, as sorry, B-team football, I should say, which is a game, okay, they play games every week, but, they have their mini tournaments kind of every month that they go to and they play a selection of teams and stuff so I think that's probably a luxury where there's no um, what's the word not stress but pressure is is obviously to a lesser extent and it, it might give them the six months to play for the B team and then that's when that year might kick in just to get them a little bit match fit because obviously probably I'd imagine he hasn't played an 11 side match um, or any to any intensity great intensity like yeah but it does give him a good standard of a friendly game I suppose. Who else is in for him? Non-competitive. Um, I think like it just says the article just says three or four teams, with Brentford obviously being the one that um sticks out, like or have have spoken That's to him. Fair. Doesn't name any other. It just says and yeah, more Premier League teams. Like it wouldn't shock me if Tottenham were probably talking to him. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Newcastle were talking to him. Imagine Newcastle became the richest club in the world and then killed the player on the pitch. New so Newcastle like, Newcastle would shock me. If there's any brains in the board, it would shock me. Because they need players quick. He's not. And quick they fix. need they need short term fixes. They need Chris to be Wood? they need to be in the premiership next season. That's it's all well and good thinking you're gonna win the Champions League in ten years' time, but you need to be in the premiership next season. It's a big ask. Mm. It's a big ask. Eddie Howe's under pressure as well for me. Oh, God. Yeah. Eddie Howe's going to be like, have you seen The Dissident on the Amazon Prime? No. The, Eddie Howe is The Dissident. <laughs> he, he goes to the, to the chairman's house and he's never seen again. That's how it's going to go. I'm I telling you now. There'd be, be a Netflix documentary I about this. When he rocked on and just said, fuck it, I'm going to compare Eddie Howe to The Dissident and Brentford is going to take over the back end of the podcast. Class. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a good uh, bit of foreshadowing for season two to come. Is it? <laughs> this is oh, where Sasha, we are. I'll hand back over to you. I'll hand back over to you. I can't. I can't. Yeah, look, we'll call Eddie it. Eddie Hale, the dissident. <laughs> Coming to a screen near you. Yeah, so dissident. He's up the north, isn't he? Um, yeah, look, I think we'll leave the main segment there. It's, it's short, it's sharp, it's sweet. We're back to business. We're back in the flow of things. The last bit to kind of bring bring to you is have you seen this anyone else happy to take this or do you want me to jump through it like I know obviously I threw it in there but I think you should you, you probably have more knowledge of it oh Jesus um, that's, a, that's a stretch so well look we, unless you've been living under a rock I suppose you, you've heard of the metaverse and Mark Zuckerberg but the Brooklyn Nets last night launched the metaverse which is basically how I describe it to you, we'll put the link in the, the podcast description, but it is a fully 3D dimensional view of a game of basketball life. It's got a few like glitches, I suppose, is the best way to describe it right now, but the potential for this, for international fans of any sport, or for even just the fan experience from home, is phenomenal. And I think in five years' time, this could be something to definitely put Sky on. The a concept of, of it is great. It's just imagine being mm. some sad fucker that uses it to go watch a Knicks game. <laughs> Obviously, never been to the Mecca, the, the gardens. He's but look. just like, you didn't look at his face at it all. He's just like, no. That's it. Well, you could do it to 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 watch a Chargers game when the stadium's empty anyway. Oh, I agree. Oh, do oh, so he'll jab him, so he's gonna jab me back. <laughs> I think I think it will be much. It'll be much much cooler in the NFL. You know, when you can kind of come in behind the quarterback type of thing. But basketball is just too end to end for me for it to work. How close does it get you in? And the just out of curiosity, like in the, in an NBA game, because obviously, like mate, the, the link come. was in the WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> Like it literally was in the WhatsApp group chat. Not not even twelve hours ago. Like it really is that simple. Twelve hours. Is a There's no reason thing. though. Like if if you think about it, like they used a hundred cameras. If you think like even if they just in the Premier League got you know the one that hangs over the pitch. If you had access to that camera alone, that'd be pretty phenomenal. But I think the thing about this is is you control the angles. Is what I kind of yeah. guess from it. So yeah, correct. Yeah. Like that's a whole new. You're effectively a drone over the basketball court. It's a f- pretty yeah. much you're effe- best way to describe it. You're effectively a fly on the pitch. <laughs> like, are, effectively, yeah. you are a fly. Uh, it's... It just... Oh, look, the lens they're going through with sports technology these days, it's just phenomenally interesting. But... Uh, you're right, though, but I, I, the graphics and stuff just aren't there yet. It, it almost look, it looks like NBA 2K or whatever on PlayStation, kind of. 2K4, maybe. Um, well, that's, that's, a, that's an exaggeration. But... No, like, watch it and tell me you don't see the the potential scope for this down the line. Potential down the line. Yeah. But look, gents, we're happy to call it there. Some of us are training, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's all for me. That's all for me. Thank you, and good night.